The Shiganik Podcast is brought to you by our good pal Paul at the Beanery with locations in Gretna, Ashland, and Papillion. There is zero excuse. I'm talking no excuses for you to not get your coffee game right, lattes, smoothies. They got bagels. They got breakfast sandwiches. They got oatmeal muffins, cookies. You name it. They got it. It is the Beanery. It's our good friend Paul, the official coffee provider of the Chicken Nick Show. This episode of the Chicken Nick Podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Nebraska Synthetic Greens. They install putting greens, artificial grass, and pet turf in and around every nook and cranny in Nebraska. Very little maintenance required, no watering, no fertilizing, no pesticides. It's made in the USA, and their pet turf installations are antimicrobial. Artificial grass is highly adaptable, allowing both for indoor and outdoor applications. They can add a padded underlayer for playgrounds or other uses as well. If you can think of a use for it, let them know, and they can help you. Info at NebraskaSyntheticGreens.com. The phone number 402-690-9095. Support those who support this show. It's Nebraska Synthetic Greens. They'll put a green in for you. Are you ready to blast the mood? Are you ready to blast the mood? was terrific that was terrific we had a lot of reaction to uh, last week's podcast that was entitled bless the mood which is a great great song it is very catchy extremely catchy it's got to catch on on a larger scale outside of just austin texas and the chicken podcast okay I was very upset at some of the uh, reaction to it because I was mad that I didn't think about it. Oh, no. What do you mean? Well, uh, like when people would email in or text it and say, uh, tweet in, and say, you know what you say uh, before dinner? Are you ready to bless the food? Are you ready to bless the mood? Are you ready to bless the mood? Come on, CDC. You know, there's a lot there, there that we yes. could have done. I think I was so stunned by the song that I didn't even think about taking it to the next level that we usually do with drops, right? <laughs> I don't think we were I – was, I was really thinking about that. Do I, how do I, do I sound okay? How, do, how terrible do I sound? What happened to you? You know, what? when you coach – no. Oh. No, I, <laughs> when you coach in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs – Yo, we got to do uh, Joel, Joel's out. He's out. We're going to have to go with James. No. Uh, I was in Vegas. My buddy's 40th birthday. It was a big couples thing all weekend. And, you know, your boy was screaming and laughing. And <laughs> voice is completely gone. There was a, there was, we had a, we were at a pool party at Marquee at the Cosmopolitan. And there was a gentleman by the name of Russell Westbrook at the party. Oh. So they were like, we have an announcement. There's a f- basketball player here. And I started to stand up like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even realize that they knew I was here. He walked on at <laughs> KU. He went on a visit to Creighton to give a couple of hints to everybody here. Mary Collier asked him to be a preferred walk-on. His name is Russell Westbrook. I was like, ooh. Thought it was me. No, so your boy's voice is gone because your boy screams way too much and all that. But I just want to let people know that's why the voice is sounding terrible. Oh, We're going to hammer terrible. through this thing. Your boys have, I mean, I bet I've had, I mean, no lie, I bet I've had 17 cough drops today. I don't know, like 644 cough drops, something like that. Yeah, I mean, fans, obviously it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly. But um, Let the cat out of the bag here. We had something. uh, One of our sponsors sent Nick Henrich 
a read for him to do, and he turned it down. <sighs> oh, uh, Nick. It yeah. It's, uh, it's deflating. You know what we need? To, we need someone to, to bridge the gap. You know what we need? For Nick Henrich in our show, we need Barrett Rude. Come on now, <laughs> Barrett Rude. Blast the move. Are you ready to blast the move? That, that is great. That's what we need. If this song had come out when our show was on, we could have said, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Barrett Rude. Are you ready to? Come on now, give me some backup. Bless the mood. One, two, three. Are you ready to bless the mood? <laughs> we are. We are. I'm a week removed from hearing this for the first time, and it still is just incredible to me that Matthew McConaughey made up a song and then had the audacity to look at everybody and was like, wait, wait, wait come on. Don't you understand how good this song is? Come on. The uh, Participate. The Texas Longhorns. Texas finish their NFL draft, <laughs> you know, the results are in. They're doing some good things. Not really. Yeah. Chattanooga, Fordham, Fayetteville State, Lenore Rhine, Northwest Missouri State, South Alabama, Southern Utah, Villanova, and Youngstown State all had more draft picks than Texas did over the weekend. Ooh. One to nothing. And you know what um, the response was from Matthew? I need some help, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, though. I mean, they need some depth there. Come on now. Give me some backup. <laughs> Come on, CDC. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. The richest athletic departments, and they did not have anyone picked. Arguably one of the top two or three most talent-rich states in terms of just football recruits. Unbelievable budget, unbelievable spending. And Villanova sending more people to the draft. I mean, that's crazy. It's the fourth time since 2014 the Texas Longhorns had zero or one player drafted. Damn. Fourth time since 2014. And you know what that means. Texas is a powerful player. Shoot out. They're going to the you SEC. You bet. It's incredible. Isn't it nuts? You got any other draft hot takes? Did you have a show with Myron this morning where you guys I were did. having hot takes today? Give me your hottest take. I'm talking one that is sure. just like crazy hot. What do you have for me? Well, you know, I kind of said uh, that the uh, you know the New York Jets, all that was great, but it really, you know, three top ten picks. I said, yeah, it's hard to screw things up when you have, you know, two picks in the top ten and you trade up for another. It's like, it's hard to screw that up. Mm-hmm. You're getting a pat on the back because you're you're in that spot because you're terrible, right? You're a terrible franchise. <laughs> and I said, um, really, it comes down to, all this draft comes down to is how good was their number two pick in 2021? How good Zach Wilson, right? Right. And you have all these NFL franchises that are trying to build around what you could call are just slightly above average quarterbacks, like Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa. How good are these guys? Right. How right. good are they going to be as they try and build around some of these guys? They're trying to get the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. People are trying to replicate that. Right. It's a funny how much of a NFL. copycat league it is with that stuff. But then also, like, even did did Belichick took a D two lineman in the first round? He took a Tennessee Chattanooga offensive lineman, and one of the great things about it was that Sean McVay, he and his uh, GM. Oh, I haven't seen this video yet. I mean, what, oh. was their reaction crazy? So they are obviously. <laughs> Extremely cocky because they won a Super Bowl at this point. Is that what they're. and McVay, I said, it's, it, they just sound like two guys who just got sauced and just recently won a Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. Because they're holding a news conference in the midst of the first round, knowing they don't have a first-round pick. Okay. So they're just hanging out. Just hanging. Just hanging, doing doing what people do. And then Cole Strange was picked. Les Snead is the general manager. He's sitting next to uh, Sean McVay. When this happens, Cole Strange, this offensive lineman, is picked. Really, really? Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, where's... 
How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. <laughs> so, the beginning of this, Les just sounds absolutely sloshed. Yes. Like, these guys, they've rented this big house. They're having a good time. Like... They're hanging out at this house, this, like, bachelor pad. They have no homework to do this night. Nope. They're going to be like us and just react like, that guy went? Well, I wouldn't have taken him. You know? That's right. They're just just chilling. And uh, it really did sound like they were just hammered here. Let's see here. (laughs) Listen to it again and see if it sounds worse. Let me listen. Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, where's... How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. (laughs) Okay. First of all, it's amazing. Slow down. And then... Does it almost sound like before they play that, be like, Les Seed and Shannon McVeigh are filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like, doesn't that sound like there's a yeah. laugh track on a it's sitcom? A, it's a sitcom, yeah. they got media that are there. And, the, and the, it, does this sound like the laugh of a guy who just won a Super Bowl and knows he's got 10 years at least on right. life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing at all the other owners and GMs that are stressed because they know this night's going to make or break them. He doesn't got to worry about that, so he can just evil laugh. That's almost an evil laugh. He is the next Batman villain. Yes. (laughs) Goodness. Oh, man. Goodness. But I did, I listened to a... Cue up, I love Ryan Rossillo, because your boy was listening to Rossillo and Booger McFarlane talk about the first round on my flight home from Las Vegas today. All right. Nick, what are your thoughts on Ryan Rossillo? I love Ryan Rossillo! (laughs) Yeah, all right. (laughs) Totally uncalled for and completely (laughs) unnecessary. But uh, Booger talked about how when... Belichick needs to realize he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, and you can't take ridiculous draft picks with people because you don't have the greatest quarterback of all time to cover up for nonsense picks, right? Like, it's actually an interesting point. It's like, you have Mac Jones now. Mac Jones needs, like, great offensive elite skill around him. You need to not waste your time with, like, a Chattanooga guy with, like, a face mask from 1993. All of that that is accurate. Yep. Everything and all that was yeah. Nick regurgitating Ryan Rossillo's podcast. I love Ryan Rossillo. Right. No, I did good. it. Very good. There are a couple of other uh, things that I thought were good. You know that Roger Goodell. I've I've said this morning on ESPN Radio. I said Roger Goodell has done a very smart thing. He has farmed out and outsourced the draft picks. Most of them, so that he does not have to mispronounce names. You know what he's done in the past. I mean, with the second pick in the 2015 NFL draft, the Tennessee Titans select Marcus Mariotto, quarterback, Oregon. All he did was win a Heisman Trophy. All he did was win that hard of a name. Okay, and then. couple years ago in his basement during COVID. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavaloa, quarterback, Alabama. (laughs) That's like when someone asks you a question you don't really know. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's Tua Tungavaloa. Yeah, that's right. That's Bobby. (laughs) So, so you think, all right, how's he going to do this year? And did he butcher somebody? Tyler Linderbaum is pretty easy. Linderbaum? Tyler Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum. Great center, right? Still some good things. Okay. Roger. With the 25th pick in the 2022 NFL draft. 
The Baltimore Ravens select Tyler Lindenbaum. Center, Iowa. Lindenbaum. (laughs) That was not good. And I like at the end, I think it's Booger McFarlane who goes, hmm. You know, he always does the hmm. Like he's in a church, hmm. A call and response. Tyler Lindenbaum. Mm, preach. Booger, are you Booger, are you mming because it was a mispronunciation? Were you mming because you likey? What's mm. Tyler Lindenbaum. <laughs> Someone handed in the card and made the R a little too, just a little too extended on the hook. Kind of rounded it Went off too a little far. Too it's like Mava wrote it out for <laughs> yeah, for right. Goodell. Here you go. Are you saying Lindenbaum or Linderbaum? Are you saying Pan or Pam? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And then, thank goodness, there's a guy who's drafted with the last name Williams that cannot get screwed up. Oh, no. Roger Goodell. Oh no. With the 12th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Jamison Wilman Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. What happened there? Jamison Wilman Williams. Well, Wilman, Wilman, Wilma, Wilma? Flintstone. What? <laughs> Jamison Wilman. Body. Jamison Wilman Williams. <laughs> wow, that's bad. That one. I mean, it's Williams, bro. It is Williams, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, was the walk awkwardly long to BT Dubs? Kelly, uh, my lovely wife, uh, she was watching the draft with me for a little bit and she's she'll like you know be on her phone look up every once in a while kind of like the skeptic she's the she's the living room skeptic as I like she's it. Watching. everybody it's needs like, one yeah like why are you like okay what is this draft all about she'll give it a few minutes and she'll look and she said why are they making them walk so far by I, the time they get to the stage the fans have lost interest i mean it's a little bit like that it's a big, it's it's a long wait to finally see them appear if hey, you're a fan there. Because the fans, the, the player gets up there and the fans are like, who's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we drafted him about 28 minutes ago. Well, that was yeah, what yeah, pick? Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, like exactly. Why do they put him so far away? You know, it's at Vegas. You got, you got yeah, huge you things. walk, right? Huge, huge buildings, right? I guess so. But so, that was nuts. That was nuts. Yeah. So that was a, a little bit of that. And... There was a guy that they brought up there, uh, Ed Marinero. No, he's, you know, eat him with Mozzie sticks. I was going to say, Ed Marinero, or was it Marcus Mariotto? Marcus Mariotto, quarterback, Oregon. And then Oregon. 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 They had Ori, Ori, so- Marcus Mariano. <laughs> I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> Are you in the locker room? I didn't see you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Carl Pellini. I miss. This is all coming back to me how much I enjoy our, our post-Super Bowl shows and our post-NFL draft shows. are some of our favorite, my favorite shows. But keep going. Okay, what happened? So- this guy... Marinara sauce Ed, came Ed up Marinara to the plate. Sauce, he used to be in Hill Street Blues. He he was drafted by the Vikings fifty years ago. Um, wonderful. He was. It's not. It's not wonderful. <laughs> like. <laughs> wonderful. Okay. So he gets up there. And he just turns it into improv. Like, oh, he just no. starts having this long speech. And he just keeps going. This is crazy. We didn't have this many people when I played in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I got to tell you, 
finding a Viking purple sport coat is not easy. But I did it, and I hope you appreciate it. You know, the significance of me being here was that 50 years okay, ago... Okay, so we'll just keep talking for a little bit while yeah. he's okay. doing his thing. Like, this is... People were people were waiting for him to to announce this is a first round pick for the Minnesota Vikings. Right, people the the tensions there. Everybody wanted they want to know. They've been waiting. They're just trying to figure out who is this going to be. What do they want to build? You know who? What side of the football? That you know? Yeah. What's it, what's my team driving? Let's check in with Marinara. They weren't on the top of my list for teams I wanted to be drafted by. In fact, there was only one team that I wanted to be drafted by less. But I'm not going to mention Green Bay. <laughs> I see those cheeseheads over okay, there. So wow. Anyway, it was a great experience. Got Listen to, to this. Then the producer now, comes out later, and says, and points at the cards. Folks, this is really exciting for me. So as a ex-former Minnesota Viking and former head coach at Blue Mountain State, come on, we got to have some GOAT fans it's out there. It's a TV there. show. Go GOATs, baby. Anyway, I can't okay, read the card. She wants me to read the card. All right. <laughs> no. Anyway, with the 42nd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select defensive back Andrew Booth from Clemson. Okay, that was about three and a half minutes. Wow. And the okay, they because a late a female producer comes out or a stagehand, whatever, and goes to the podium and points at the card. Like, you need to read the card. Right. I can't read the card. She wants me to read the card. All right. No. <laughs> Slamming. I mean, wow. What was he Would thinking? You, do you want to uh, hang out tonight? No. Okay. Calm down. Do you want to read the card? No. <laughs> I mean, what was that guy thinking? He didn't. Well, I think what's bad about it. And good is the fact that he sounds totally coherent. Yeah. Like he's not drunk. He's right. not like, you know, there is an element of him like, is he confused? Like he is very alert, very with it, very just like, like he is very sure that this is exactly what he's supposed to do. No. I mean, good golly, Miss Molly. This, that introduction took so long that by the time the pick of Andrew Booth was announced, Andrew Booth had two picks for the Vikings. <laughs> ah! Couple interceptions. Couple. He played three series. Yes. Got a pick, and he's picked. <laughs> How about that? A little pick pick. Look at that. He's already been to OTAs. Sheesh. I mean. Wow. Because are you technically not on the clock? Whoever was the 43rd pick, <laughs> your time on the clock? Doesn't start till that pick in front of you goes, so they had to have been kind of crunk. They weren't Just sure like, who they were going to get. Oh, look, they got And this Mariano. guy from Minnesota, Mar- Marinara Sauce is rambling. This is great. Who are we going Mar- with? You'd think Mariano Rivera would close this out. He's not. <laughs> no. Sheesh. So that was good. So there are a few things there. Um, well, I mean – See, your boy wasn't too engaged and locked into pre-draft stuff, especially as it pertains to Nebraska. I should have been more locked in on these dudes. Was it surprising that JoJo Doman didn't get picked? A little bit. A little bit. I wonder if that's kind of the Husker bubble thing. Like, oh, it's gosh. Greatest player ever, JoJo he, Doman. He's the best, baby. Come on, man. I'm telling you. Move over, right. Lawrence Taylor. Meet JoJo Doman. But better. He's Aaron Donald, Ed Reed, Lawrence Taylor, all wrapped into one. You understand me? He had a pick against Ohio State. He did that. Lawrence Taylor didn't do it. That's pretty much what people are talking about here. Can you be a high draft pick and your name be JoJo? I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. People are like, well, ultimately, what was the difference in not selecting JoJo? It's like, I think you just said it yourself. <laughs> we heard his name was JoJo, and we said, no, no. 
You know, if his name was Billy DeMann instead of Jojo Doman. I mean, you come on. All right. Six and one half. Another quick timeout for our friends and our latest new sponsor, Nebraska Synthetic Greens. Uh, I've got real grass in my backyard, and I wish that it was more of the artificial turf back there because I know I I look out there and I'm like, oh, thank goodness it rained last night so it can look a little more green than it typically does. And then you know what happens? It dries out. Yes. We go through a two-week drought stretch. It's like, oh, now it's brown grass. Now it's just dirt. Now it's hard dirt. And now it just looks awful. You know what? If I had Nebraska Synthetic Greens install turf in my backyard, it would look amazing. 100% of the time, it would look great every time. Yes. Okay? And well, here's the only problem is now you got no excuse for all those putts you missed, dog. <laughs> no excuse for you to not be able to get out there and yeah. just be running them things in from left and right. Well, you know what happens uh, when I when I do that, especially when I'm putting on a Nebraska synthetic green. It goes real hard. I'm like, gosh, it feels like I smoked it. You know what I mean? It felt like I smoked it. You know what I mean? But yes, they can install a putting green in your backyard, and they are as realistic as you can get without actual grass. Schick, the dude, is just a three-putting machine, I have to assume. Then the reality is Schick could be enjoying year-round putting, working on his game. It requires little maintenance when compared to a real green it's just a great opportunity to practice your short game when you're at home. Plus, again, they can add another layer to your backyard area. Great entertainment piece, little complement to a fire pit area or anything like that. And, I mean, do you understand that, yeah, uh, customers who mention this advertisement on the Chicken Nick podcast receive a free maintenance kit after installation. It's like a $250 value or something like that. Yeah, I mean, fans, obviously it's been, I think, whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but... Well, Nick, it's it's really, really good stuff. Did you know that off the top of your head? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nebraska Synthetic Greens is the place to check out, whether you have a pet and he's kind of screwing up your lawn, uh, doing certain things. Get the Nebraska Synthetic Greens. Have them put in sport turf. Have them do that in the backyard. You don't need a playground. You don't need a putting green in order to get it put in. You just need a yard, and they can do that for you again the 250 dollars value uh with the mate the free maintenance kit after green installation get it done nick what do you think yeah i mean that's what i would do wouldn't mm-hmm. you yeah okay okay nebraska nick. synthetic green yeah okay we got it the email address is info at nebraska synthetic greens.com and the phone number 402-690-9095 did you get that yeah. Let me repeat it anyway. 402-690-9095. It's Nebraska Synthetic Greens. He'll put a green in for you. Yeah. <laughs> but he him and Austin Colts. Allen didn't get picked. All right. That's Austin another Allen's bubble people are like. The he's, Giants. Yeah. You know, he's Gronk and Tony Gonzalez are all wrapped into one. A little, su- you know, a little surprising. But you know who did pick Nebraska? So Sean Mathis. Yeah. How about that, dog? Gronk. It's pretty good. Pumped. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, TCU's O'Shawn Mathis. Again, if he just played for TC, he'd be like, eh, he's an okay player. Yeah. But you enter that transfer portal and you get better. You, 1,000%. You get better. 1,000%. Like yeah, it's like a cryogenic chamber. You just, yeah, you just increase your abilities. You gamma rays with Bill Bixby. <laughs> you just turn into the Hulk. He's uh, sitting there. Uh, he does they pick needed Nebraska over Texas. Yeah. No, that's big. That's big. That was big. Two years of eligibility remaining. I had someone, th- someone this weekend, we were talking about him, and I was like, that's huge, that's huge. They're like, oh, have you seen him play? I was like, no. <laughs> oh, you see Mathis is in? It's huge, man. Total game changer. Really going to give Nebraska a legitimate shot, potentially make some noise, get the single in the right direction. Really? You seen him play? No. You can't take me down off this high. I saw the sunrise at Liza's. What, Minnelli? No. Ah, uh, Jerry, I'm not going to let you bring me down off this high. Ah, I've been partying all night. I saw the sunrise at Liza's. Minnelli's? No. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least I'm going to, I got the, I got the, the balls to say it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Nebraska fans this weekend. They're like, dude, huge. No, and dang well, you've never seen this dude play. <laughs> you've never seen him play.
like, I'm at, hey, I'm right there with you. I'm fired up. He's here. I'm pumped. But nevertheless, never seen the guy. Couldn't pick him up. You could line up 50 defensive ends. I'm like, what about him? No? Okay. I mean, I got nothing. You'll, you'll watch him. They put Mathis, the name Mathis, on a different player. Like, same guy? That's yes, him. Is he wide out now? Yeah. yeah. Look at him. Look at him out there. That's great. But no, it's exciting. I'm pumped. That's no, great. It's great. It, it brings to mind the, you know, I would love to know what the name image likeness deal is. Oh, I um, think he got some major Velveeta. On this, like six, major Velveeta. Major yeah. Gouda. Except this is real cheese. Um, oh, you better believe that. I mean, look, you got to play the game. You know, schools that didn't necessarily want to play the game. Like, Wandale Robinson, sorry, we're not going to play that game. You, no, we're not going to do that. Out we do high things. school, no. Right, right. Not going to play that game. And now you got to play the game? It's funny. I had someone email me and kind of like say that. Like, could actually NIL be the one thing that saves Nebraska football? And I don't know if I've ever really looked at it like that. Like, we've talked about forever how, how seemingly everything that is – all the changes to college football over the course of the last 30 years have all worked against Nebraska. Maybe this is the one thing that could – level the playing field again for Nebraska if I think Nebraska's got to kind of put get over themselves and put their arms around it. Like, And I say this as a guy that's wearing a Nebraska zip hoodie from Barrett Rude. <laughs> Give me a little help here, Barrett. Give me a little zip quarter, uh, quarter zip here. Barrett Rude. Are you ready to? Bless the moon. Are you ready to? Come on now. Give me some backup. <laughs> That's what I needed. That's what I needed. It's true. But I think Nebraska views themselves as like, you know, we do it the right way. We don't take any shortcuts. We, you know, all those kinds of things. And NIL might have put your arms around it because I think O'Shawn Mathis just got some major, major, major Swiss cheese. <laughs> You're listening to the Mark Jackson NIL cheese show. Coming up next, how much cheese did Nigel Pack get when he went to Miami? Spoiler alert, a lot of cheese. Let's take a break. Come back. Terrible show and a terrible tease. That was, you know, that's that's a cheesy tease. That is a cheesy tease. Yeah, you know, the last thing you want to do is tell people the answer <laughs> as you're giving the tease. You're not going to miss this. How much cheese did Nigel Pack get? I'm going to tell you on the other side. Matter of fact, can't wait. He got a lot of cheese. Let's go to break. <laughs> I love this. This is name, image, and likeness stuff so good. To your Nebraska point. Yeah, every change has worked against them. Like, Nebraska used to be, hey, they're the one national, not the one national brand, but they were on national TV, right? It was, you know, they're, oh, the strength and conditioning program. They're, they're, right, they're, they're right. on the cutting edge, right? And now it's uh, not. And everything's kind of worked against it. But at least now this is not dependent on geography. It's not dependent on where you're located. It just depends on how much support you have. And who has more support than Nebraska, at least in terms of fan fervor. Now, finances and all those things. I think that's there as well, and I think they showed that this weekend. You know, how much difference is this signing going to make? It all comes down to how good the, the quarterback and offensive right. line is. But this is good. I Do mean, we, it's, it's a good brochure to say. It's like signing a five-star prospect where it's like, how did they get him? Well, well guess what? You think? It's a lot of cheese. A lot of and, Velveeta. And there's the more universe. where that came from, yes. Mr. Bobby Boysenberry, defensive lineman in Miami. That's right. I mean, well, look at the two. I mean, Casey Thompson, you better believe that boy got some Gouda. You better believe he got some cheese. Okay. And now Sounds O'Shawn like- Mathis got some cheese, too. Okay. All right. Sounds like there's They're some the cheese gas- brothers. gastrointestinal issues. Going too much with- cheese. Too much cheese. <laughs> Say cheese. It's the NIL movement at Nebraska. Good old American cheese. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I just I love that no one's, you know, Sean Mathis playing. Everybody's all in on him. <laughs> <laughs> Is he good? Have you seen him play? Have you seen him play, Chick? I haven't seen a clip. I mean, I'm not, I didn't watch TCU this year. I mean, come on, right? Who am I, Gary Patterson? Come on, I'm not watching TCU, Doug.
The only reason he's watching TCU now is to scout him. That's right. This Texas hey, Longhorn. I, I didn't realize. How about that? You know he got some major Velveeta if Gary Patterson was on staff at Texas. Gary Patterson getting Gouda. He yes. had to get some extra. Well, no, I'm saying Mathis had to get some extra cheese from Nebraska if Patterson was oh, yeah. on staff at Texas. Oh, yeah, and that's yeah, where yeah. he was going to transfer point. to. There was an extra cheese clause that came in on that NIL deal from Nebraska to Oshawn Mathis. You're listening to the contractual specifics of the cheese. Immediately following the cheese show with Mark Jackson here on 1620 The Cheese. (laughs) Yes, this is Nebraska. Can I take your order, please? Yes, I'd like an NIL deal with extra cheese. Zip, have you watched him, uh, O'Shawn Mathis, play? It's hard to tell the press box. That's true. They don't really watch TCU games up there at Memorial Stadium. Hard TV. watching Big 12 when you're watching Big 10. Hard tell from a Magnavox. It's hard to tell the press box. Do they make those TVs anymore? Just think. go with it. They have to. <laughs> Magnavox. They just have to. So, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska's did they done did they thing. They're not done. They got another Texas Tech dude apparently they're on that nobody's seen. But if he signs, he's the greatest player of all time. Are you okay with how all of this is going in college athletics? No. I mean, if I'm being honest, no. Why don't you like it? Because I'm, I'm, I feel like when, when people hear you say that, they immediately think you're anti- the individual person getting money. I'm not that at right. all. Right. But I am I am for some semblance of competitive balance where people are working from some general starting place of the same guidelines of how you uh, build out your roster. And then on top of that, all of the transfer things that that are – happening because of NIL stuff. I mean, I heard some people talk about, man, I wonder, I heard, there, there was some rumor I heard about Casey Rogers entered his name in the portal because he wanted to get a better NIL deal from Nebraska. Almost like he was like, he's Revis holding out for the, I mean, that's right. pretty much what right. this is. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's why that Isaiah Wong, yep. that player for Miami, yep. Leveraging because he just saw a guy who's with the same endorsement deal with Life Wallet. Yes, Jonathan Kansas Ruiz, State, I Nigel Pack. Yes, goes to Miami, gets eight hundred thousand dollars over two years with a car. And Isaiah Wong's like, "Wait, I have the same Life Wallet deal here with this." And I just Ruiz took him guy. to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, and I was on that team. This dude was not. He was on a team at Kansas State that didn't win. How come he's getting all that Velveeta, and I'm over here with processed cheese? Come on, dog. <laughs> but no, like, but that's what's happening now. So now he's then threatening to, you know, go right. enter back into the portal, whatever. And he, said, right? and he says, it's fine. I'm not going to do that now. I, you know, they put out a statement. They worked. I mean, the billionaires win, right? He's right. not going. He, you signed this NIL deal, what have you. But they're learning the real world. Like, oh, I signed this deal, and now the market changed. Yes, it did. Yeah, that's you signed your deal. how it goes, dog. Okay. Time to hold out, I guess. Right. So but, that, but are you, like, are you with me? I think. No, yeah. I, I'm a. Uh, or are no, you one of those people I, like, ah, it's going to, everybody's freaking out. It'll calm itself down and it'll be fine. I'm not ready to doomsday like it's uh, college football is going to be done. Yeah, I don't think that, but. No. Or college basketball for that matter. We are just through the most chaotic 10 months in the history of college athletics. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, you had that extra COVID year mm-hmm. given to all these players. So you got so many people on these rosters. You've got transfer portal and immediate eligibility waivers that have just gone through and NIL. Okay. So you've got all of those things in the last 10 months. And you went from the most restrictive sports endeavor that we've seen from if you put cream cheese on this bagel, this guy's not playing for eight years. Right. To now, whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's up to the states, up to the conferences, whatever you want to do. There are no rules at all. And you know, it's like we just got done talking about Nebraska. Like, how level a playing field was it before? Right. Like, and we're that- still talking about the same playoff teams. We're still talking about. So, you know, geography 
and population drift and booster support, one of those things Nebraska can can use. You know, they were 0 for 2 in the other one, mm-hmm. right? So at least there's something there that can help level it out. But there are no, there are no parameters. There is no structure. Like even in the NFL, you have a salary cap. There's no right. cap here. Right. right. There's nothing here. So, yeah, I think, I think something needs to be done. I don't know what it is, whether it's uh, – I think, like we've talked about many, many times, I think we're on their way to uh, contracts rather than, rather than scholarships, and I think contracts will lead to maybe more stability right. um, through here because the transfer portal stuff and every player – everyone on your roster is a free agent. You have to recruit them every day. It's just – I just it's not really good for anybody, but – Making money, this NIL stuff and the, you know, transfer portal has proven what we long believe. These players have value and a lot of it, and they bring a lot of value to big business. Yeah, and I mean, I know I've, I mean, shoot, I probably told this story like last week on this pod, but I've, t- I've told this story before. Of it, just it, there's also an element of like getting used to this being okay right now, like. I still remember when I filled in and I hosted the Bill Self show right before Christmas, my freshman year at Kansas, because the main host was going like on a trip with his family before before Christmas. And so Coach Self was like, well, let's just have Bob do it. He wants to get into it. So, it was, you know, like a 30 minute show, I hosted it. And two weeks later, we're at Kansas State and that host sees me outside of the locker room and says, hey, Nick. Appreciate you. Help me out. Heard you did a great job. Shook my hand. There's a $100 bill in it. And I remember like, whoa, whoa. I got back on the bus. I have this $100. I'm like, what? I am I, I got to go give this back. I'm going to lose my eligibility. I'm going to screw up our season. I'm going to all this stuff. And now it's oh, yeah. like. You turn, you turn to, uh, you know, Brandon Rush and you're like, what are we going to do? Exactly, pretty much exactly right. And so I guess there's also an element of like just, you know, you're just kind of like almost got to reprogram how you assess all this stuff too. But yeah, it's, I mean, I think at some point there's going to be that, I think these guys are going to be almost paid employees by, from the university. I think it's all going to go through them eventually. Uh, But man, in the meantime, it's crazy out there, man. It is crazy. And you're still going to have people behind the scenes giving them more money to convince them to go somewhere. Right. You know? um, well, and then the thing that's funny, too, about this is, like, this is all, okay, like, yes, uh, this Nigel Pack, he's with Life Wallet or whatever, but some of this other stuff, like, okay, let's say O'Shawn Mathis did get a, let's say he got $500,000 or something like that. Like, what is he, I guess when I'm, the thing that I think all of us are struggling with is, like, this is just buying players, masquerading as, like, NIL. This isn't NIL. You know, like, yeah. th- this is not what I think. A lot of us, when we thought of NIL, we thought we'd be driving down I eighty, and you'd see, you know, a JoJo Doman eating an Amigos taco billboard, and you're like, oh, okay, all right, there you go, JoJo. Yeah. Like, that's not what this is, though. Yeah, a guy who does well, like a female or male uh, student athlete who does well, and so a company wants to use him to endorse their product. Right. That's what we thought NIL was, and now it's. NIL is like the highest bidder for a player. It's just a bidding process. Which companies can pool their NIL money, quote unquote, right together to get players? You're buying players, your 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 properties, you know. And yeah, what have you done for that team? Nothing yet. Nothing. Nothing. You know. So it's yeah. It's I mean, uh, I I don't want to just act like everything's. I mean. I think we'll all, we're, we're going to get through this. You know what I mean? Like, we'll get through it. It'll be fine. But it's, in the meantime, good golly, Miss Molly. A lot of yeah. cheese. Yeah. And when the football season rolls around, we'll all be cheering. And, you know, it'll be yeah. uncomfortable when they're not playing football. When they are playing football, it'll be great. Yeah. Um, right. All that stuff. But, like, the Jordan Addison thing, who, Blitnikoff winner for Pittsburgh, best receiver, most outstanding receiver in college football. Pat narduzzi has been out of shape because he's going into the transfer portal and he's probably going to go to USC and Narduzzi's ticked at Lincoln Riley for maybe tampering. Right. And I'm like, what is tampering? They're like, what is, I don't these aren't, know. these aren't employees. Do you think Brian Kelly was tampered with when he was the head coach at Notre Dame by LSU? Right. Of course he was. Right. Like you think Lincoln Riley tampered or USC tampered with Lincoln Riley when he was in Oklahoma? Of course he did, but we don't care because they're coaches. Well, these are these are student athletes. 
if these are student athletes. Okay, if through some back channel it got to Pat Narduzzi that he could get Caleb Williams, right? Would you entertain that? Right, but he didn't talk to them specifically, so it's not tampering. Right? But I'm just yeah, but like, yeah. But I'm I mean, just I saying what, like yeah. the sh- you know, it's all like yeah, everybody right. does the right thing until they're the one in the situation, right? Like I would never that no that listen. Addison, he's he's with Narduzzi. I would never do that, you know. Or you know, like okay, yeah, right. If Caleb Williams, you wouldn't be like, no, you're with Lincoln Riley. I'd never do that. Yeah, you would. If you could take Caleb Williams right now, you'd take him. Exactly, because Pitt, without Kenny Pickett on an annual basis, is more like a group of five than they are like Alabama. Right. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you're like, I I get it, but there's always going to be workarounds, and how do you legislate it? I, I don't know. Don't know. I don't but, either. You only get one go-round at this thing in college athletics, and you might as well make the money that you can. It's just a matter of getting it regulated. But like well, Justin Ross, Clemson, he was going to be a first-round pick, right? He went undrafted. Why? Because he had a health issue. Right. I mean, nothing well, is guaranteed to you. And it, Two things. The one thing that's, that's interesting is I, as a lot of – I'm sure there's a lot of Nebraska fans that kind of are, are upset about the transfer portal and NIL and all that right. stuff. Well, the transfer portal and, the, and NIL is giving Scott Frost a chance at this working next year. O'Shawn Mathis, Casey Thompson, Chubba Purdy, Trey Palmer, like uh, Tommy Hill from Arizona State, the corner. Like the, the chunk of their probably main contributors are going to be – they were either – some of them lured here from NIL, and the transfer portal rules afforded them the ability to come in and play right away. And then the other thing that, that is one of the positive things from a college basketball perspective with NIL is that it is Oscar Shibwe, reigning national player of the year. He's staying. Hunter Dickinson, I mean, one of the best bigs for two straight years in the country, an All-American caliber player, staying at Michigan now for a third year. Armando uh, Armando Baycott, Baycott. yes, yeah, right. No. That all, like you better believe all those R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, that whole team. Like they're all they're getting Velveeta here, and so one of the issues that college basketball has had is retaining its top talent just in the sport. NIL is allowing for that to happen. So listen, it, there are some positive things with this, depending on your vantage point, and those are all large programs that are. N- no one can compete with anyway. Right? Yeah. So <clears throat> you're getting those great players. It's about those other programs. Can they retain those players from moving to other schools? Right. Um, but the, the last thought on this is, first of all, Mel Tucker, without the transfer portal, they would have won six games last year. Right. Okay. So to, maybe, to your point maybe about the quick won fix, six games. You know, maybe, like, yeah. Maybe. I mean, Kenneth Walker the third. they win 11 games. Transfer portal, huge reason why. So there's always, that does give you hope mm-hmm. um, as a college uh, fan and maybe as a Nebraska fan. But the other thing is we never really bat an eye too much. It's always a, a cynical take on it, but we're like, oh, gosh, that's a lot of money. That's ridiculous. When Mel Tucker gets $95 million from booster money for yeah. him to stay as the head coach, right, or, or money that is just loaded up for these coaches from boosters – we never have an issue with it. But when it's for players, then we have a big issue with it because it's different, right? Yes. Because it's just new. And in the last 11 years, FBS schools have paid out to men's and women's college basketball coaches and FBS college football coaches a total of $530 million to not coach. Oh, my gosh. That's in the last 10 or 11 years. $530 million to not coach. So well, and that's the thing, Shick, is because it's a it's a good point. Like, and it's not like it bears repeating that the NCAA and these athletic departments can kick and scream about how upset they are at this, but they kind of have nobody to blame but themselves. They could have a gotten out ahead of a lot of this stuff, or b the bottom line is it's hard to call something amateur that this is amateur athletics when. The coach of this amateur team is on a hundred million dollar deal, a fifty million dollar deal. If you know, I think I heard uh, Larry Fitzgerald say it in a in a, a with some sort of special on it, where it was it might have been a Vice special or something like that, where he was like, "If I'm amateur, then why isn't my coach an amateur?" And that's where everything just falls apart. It's hard to call something amateur athletics when, for instance, the NCAA tournament. March Madness, I mean, it's, the rights for it are a billion dollars. Like, it's – and so it's all – all these things are coming to a head. And, again, I, I, I think at some point 
we'll get our arms around it. But in the meantime, it's it's crazy to see day to day. And also in the meantime, Nebraska probably needs to m- embrace it because, like you've said, there as someone that is immersed in recruiting of what you do a signing day and all that stuff. And Luganville's your homie from. You know, you guys are have a two-bedroom apartment in the city where you guys love to uh, hang out. But there's a non-negotiable level of recruiting that you need to be at if you want to win championships. There just is. And could Nebraska recruit at that level as things are right now? They cannot. They probably can't. But with NIL, could they? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, if Nebraska is recruiting based on its recent success – and what it can do for players and the brochure that it has from the last 10 years, it can't recruit anybody at a top level consistently. But if you're going to do it based on the money I can get you today, sure. Yeah. You know, so put not? your arms up. Um, yeah. It's, uh, and Lugaville did tell me, he's talked to a lot of coaches who say, we are not, when I'm talking, when they're talking to high school prospects, they're not having recruiting conversations anymore. It's not about what can this school provide this and that. that. It's all NIL. It's crazy. It's all the cash because that's – Oh, man. And it used to be the the under-the-table stuff, like what can you do for it? It's like, oh, geez, this guy wants this now because the school's doing this. Right. And and now it's all in the open. Well, I guess we got to do this now because you're allowed to do this. Quick time out from this uh, award-winning ridiculous – actually, it does not win an award. It it is ridiculous, no awards. Uh, Quick time out, though, to talk to you about the beanery. I was getting my hair cut, and – you know, the beanery and these conversations just infiltrate even a salon. I'm talking to my girl, Jen. She's cutting her hair. She goes, I was supposed to just say this to you. She pulls out Stop. her phone Stop. in her notes and Stop. says, and I quote, I don't mind it being a latte, <laughs> but it's got to be hot. Stop. Which, of course, is. I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. And so then that leads, she says, I have, a, I have another client, big chicken nick fan i didn't know what this was and so i'm sitting there getting my hair cut and i have the pleasure and the honor of not only explaining the drop but then explaining the beanery and i got jen 1000 percent committed to going and getting her coffee game right at the beanery all thanks to well this pod but mainly bo polini let's let's give a shout out bo as do you, you want a latte as a as a token of our appreciation? What do you think? I don't mind it being a latte, but it's got to be hot. That is pretty amazing that she just – and she said it from the heart. She read it from her notes yeah. app, and you could tell it really meant it, – It hit her in her aorta, <laughs> right? Right in the old ticker. Right, it did. Um, I, I got this uh, – this tweet was said to us. It was from Mailman Todd. He said, stop by for the Chicken Nick special, and Jacob was the barista. He says, I consider that a whim. Jacob wins. So that was. (laughs) So uh, Jacob was the barista. And uh, it's right by a Phillips 66. I don't know exactly which one that is, if it's Ashland, Gretna, or Papillion. But either one, those are the three locations where you can get your beanery coffee. Americanos, brewed coffee, caramel latte, hot Mm. chocolate. Mm. Beanery mocha, chai Mm. tea, hot tea, Mm. bulletproof coffee. Lattes, they've got it. Everything, including mm. cold drinks and smoothies, mango smoothie, green apple smoothie, cream smoothies, cherry smoothie, mm. plus bagels, breakfast sandwiches, muffins, cookies, vegan and gluten-free options, and oatmeal. And they will bless the food. Are you ready to bless the food? Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. Are you ready to? Bless the move. <laughs> it's the beatery serving people coffee. coffee. Um, before we get out, uh huh, let's revisit uh, some of these polls here. You are having a baby uh, boy here in the next yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the polls? Well, I mean, first of all. I, I was so, you know, when something's so good, I'm not even sure I laughed at it as much as I was just like, whoa, that's good. So, I mean, okay. if I could have just been like, I was, I was just so impressed. Okay. So, <laughs> someone, and I, yeah, oh yeah, Chip, because we were just like, yes, who, Chip, what yeah. should the name of the baby boy be? Chip, 
tweeted in, rename Mava to Big and this one to Sack. Then his kids, oldest to youngest, are Big Mac Sack. Big Mac Sack. That's so good. good. So then we put out on Twitter, the Twitter poll, should Nick change his daughter Mava's name to Sack and name his newest son Big just so his kids can be named <laughs> Big Mac Sack? Your options were yeah, yeah, and yes. Uh, 100% agree. Yes, it, it, we should have it. Oh, I voted. I voted, and I voted for yeah. <laughs> yeah. I voted, I voted for it. Let's just get Chip. Tell you what. Tell your boss to take the rest of the month off. And I know it's the first of the month, but you have the. You, we'll see you in June, my friend. You've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, Michael Severe has leaned into the Huber cars <laughs> because he, <laughs> he tweeted he had Uber Eats coming to his house oh, <laughs> no. to deliver food. And it was this older lady. And she was said she was in a Chevrolet Equinox. And Samir retweets it with, you think the Uber Eats person has bucket seats? And then I said, hopefully clothed. <laughs> Her name tweet. was Tina. Jordan responded with, yeah, Tina's probably naked too. Yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Did she go to hubacause.com and get naked in the bucket seats? <laughs> so good. Oh, man. You know when you order food online and it's, you, there can be like a little box, like any other special request, you know, any other accommodate, you know, any just anything. I mean, do you think, Michael, when he orders Uber Eats, he, he demands Hubacause.com and Chevy Equinox with the bucket seats? <laughs> I want my burrito delivered with the, with, with the, with the Equinox with the bucket seats. Are there filters on Uber Eats where you can say, I only want someone driving an Equinox? Food has to be delivered in Chevy Equinox with the bucket seats. Equinox, not. another filter for bucket seats, another filter for naked. Yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Did she go to hubacause.com and get naked in the bucket seats? Oh, I just love it. I just love it. All right. I love it. Um, all right. Before we go, got this sent to us. <sighs> oh, boy. I don't like no. that sigh. No. It's good. I don't like that sigh. Ryan in Delaware tweets, boys. And we get a lot of, like, pastors at churches. Like, we have a few of these. It says, boys, I'm the pastor of a church in Delaware, but I'm originally from Nebraska and a huge fan of the show. In my message today, I threw in a show reference that absolutely nobody got, and I wanted to share it with you. <laughs> Especially in Delaware? <laughs> yeah, nobody got Why? I live in Delaware. Oh. Oh. Because the show's not big? No, it's just in Delaware. Oh, okay. So I, I listened to this, and it caught me off guard. It's very good. And it's only for Chicken Nick listeners. Like, the best drops and quotes are those that you give knowing that it's not going to get you fired, and those who listen to it who know the show will love it. It's perfect. Yep. He's reading a Bible verse, and, and you'll hear it. He reads a Bible verse or two, and then he gives the point of it. You know, play this. couple of verses, and then he is going to kind of sum it up in a way that really is a good, good shout-out. This is from Anchor Church on May 1st in Delaware. Don't you remember, my people, how King Balak of Moab tried to have you cursed and how Balaam, son of Baor, blessed you instead? And remember your journey from Acacia Grove to Gilgal when I, the Lord, did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness. God is reminding them of everything he's done for them. He's reminding them of everything. He's like, you remember? You remember when I did those things for you? You remember that? You're not holding up your end of the bargain now. Whoa. I mean, I'm sitting there. Part of my brain is listening. Part of my brain's like, okay, what's what drop? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? I did never in a million years thought we were going to get our Kent Walgam on. You remember when I led you through the desert? You remember it? You remember he did a Kent Walgamont impression in, in his sermon. He did a Kent Walgamont in a sermon in Delaware. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you, remember, only, you remember what I did for you? What? You know wow. what? Wow. I think there's only one proper response. 
to that. <laughs> and I think our good friend Bo Pellini has a real good question. What good? Like, why? Like, who does that? Tyler, what do you think? I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick Show. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You better believe that boy got some Gouda. <laughs> A Huda Media Production.